Hello, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast, where we recap the best and worst moments of unscripted television history. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and I'm here with Big Daddy, Big Papa, Sammy P. Who, me? Hi. Yes, you, Samantha. Hey, little mama. (laughs) Oh, hey. I have things to say to you. I have things to tell you about. Let's hear it. So I saw the Mean Girls movie. Okay. And uh, I was highly skeptical. I actually just didn't think I would like it straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the advertisement did the movie a disservice, ended up really liking it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And as a musical theater person yourself, I thought you'd be glad to know that. I'm shocked because even though I haven't seen it, I have ended up on the side of TikTok that's like, the singing is shit. It looks like it was sponsored by Shein. It's embarrassing. It was a disaster. I thought actually the complete opposite. They, well, I was going to say no spoilers. There can't be spoilers because it's the same plot as the original Mean Girls movie. But the first 15 minutes, I was ready to storm out. Not really, but it was just, it was three songs in a row and I was like oh my god is this gonna be the whole movie is it's gonna really be a musical like just a musical but then it kind of loosened up and they kept all the parts that you wanted them to keep but then they updated a lot of stuff to make it by Gen Z for Gen Z in a way that made sense okay so like the fashions were just what Gen Z would wear to to high school like the original plastics it's not like they were wearing high fashion they were wearing mall clothes of the 2000s it's just become so glamorized now in this like y2k thing but they're both they're all wearing fast fashion just like in the original and then they're i don't like when they don't update remakes in a way that doesn't make it make sense. So there were things like the technology factor was updated, you know, at the end when they spread the burn book around, they photocopy all these pages. Instead, people were just taking snapshots with their phone. But I don't know, it's just little things like that where those things bother me, where I'm like, if we're going to make it in the modern day, just acknowledge that we're not using paper, things like that. And then the songs were dramatic and titillating. (laughs) titillating they were like dramatic yeah, titillating is i guess the wrong word exciting i'm thinking more of like Stirring. the ones where the ones with regina george everything would like go red or like dark blue and it would be like kind of scary okay i guess scary. titillating actually sounds like a really <laughs> creepy way to describe a movie about high school students i'm trying i'm actually <laughs> very inspired by the southern charm boys i hate to say it their vocabulary is very impressive to me, and it's pushed me to think of using different adjectives. I feel like yeah, just their like, vocabulary is a complete smokescreen. But I hear, I take your point. I take your point. It is a smokescreen. It's, it's the only thing that's impressive. It's the only time I'm going to say that I'm impressed by these bozos. But I am, I am very impressed by the vocabulary, and I thought it's time to push myself further to reach into the lexicon available yeah crack a thesaurus totally Mm -hmm. yeah before i go back to just yes boots go off and slay (laughs) etc there's a place for for that too (laughs) there's a time and a place absolutely 
yeah, so other than that, I've just been, I feel like I'm like tapping into my Russian ancestry really strongly lately. I'm Ooh. making a lot of sauerkraut, just lifting heavy things. Mm. I'm doing a lot of kettlebells, kettlebells and sauerkraut. Okay. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> well, when you say it like that, yeah. It's like, I'm picturing like you do one rep and then you take a bite of sauerkraut and then you do another Basically. Rep, take another bite. <laughs> basically and then you just like vodka yourself to sleep my gut my shoulder strength are strong you take your scythe out to the field and just like take down tall grasses until you're exhausted a scythe scythe, yes a scythe look at us we don't need the southern chart boys we've got the vocabulary okay yeah we could access it it's somewhere in there you have a whole literature degree yeah and you've got you've got what do you got (laughs) history no wait my degree environmental justice (laughs) my degree is called community and public affairs oh right okay it is the most nothing burger of a bunch of words strung together what does it mean it means anything you wanted to mean (laughs) what does it mean like if you could sum it up into three words that aren't those ones. <laughs> it's like political science, but for the local community oh, at a more okay. grassroots level. So actually, I will say it was very cool because in our class, there was it was very conversation-based. So everything was in a big circle and all discussion-based. But it was a mix of people that wanted like aspiring politicians, business people, community organizers, crunchy activists, and all kind of arguing in an interesting way. Cool. <laughs> Anyone who isn't concerned with the community, I don't know. Yeah, it was great to be concerned with 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 our communities. We all should be. Oh, of course. But I was like, I'm going to dedicate my life to helping the community. Um, How could I forget? You were a community organizer like Barack Obama. <laughs> I, at some point, yeah, at some point, uh, one of my many, many hats. Um <laughs> But I, I'm now in the noble profession of. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Podcasting. <laughs> yeah, and us along with many of the people on the Southern Charm couch today, fellow podcasters. Oh, and public everyone figures. Everyone on Bravo has a podcast. That's not every minor bachelor alumni, Bravo, they all that goes without saying. Our peers. <sighs> yeah, pillows and beer. Actually, pillows and beer is probably doing better than us, so I I'm sure. I can't really talk. No, we can't talk. We have to bow down to her. And I'm still <laughs> bosses. Yeah, Craig saying that his pillow business has made upwards of $10 million. I was like, <laughs> I felt I felt jealous of his girl bossery. Yeah, that was pretty He said stunning. eight figures and I had to Google it. My brain was like, what? Right. I was thinking multi-million, but yeah, over $10 million and he has they 30 said, employees. Eight figures is anywhere from $10 million to $99 million. So I'm well, assuming. It's closer to 10 <laughs> If yeah, it knows? even approaches that in reality. But um, yeah, it, it was definitely the most impressive drop of the day when he said he has 30 full-time employees that he provides healthcare for. I was like, fuck, wow, you you really showed them. Like for how many seasons was he like the drunkest loser that everyone was really embarrassed for? And like, Craig, you're, his girlfriend kept, Naomi kept being like, you have such loser energy and loser behavior. Like I, I can't be with you and now he's made them all look like losers okay well i have a lot of thoughts on that because you suggested we do this episode today but i don't think i told you that i've been for the last couple weeks binging all of southern charm so many many years ago i watched a bit of season one just kind of fell off with it for no real reason i've watched seasons one to nine in the last couple weeks okay what a reveal that's so strange that that didn't come up when I suggested that we cover it. I waited to spring it on you on air. Okay. I know. No, but I felt like you were channeling something. We were connected in that moment because you were like, Southern Charm? And I was like, well, let me tell you, I've seen all of their stories. Yeah, their whole journey. And it's very fresh in your mind. It's very fresh in my mind. And we're going to get into Craig and his success and, and their journeys and all that, but I will say, as much as Craig, Shep, and Austin are these were these drunken, bumbling idiots, kind of still are. For Craig, all the shit that they gave him, when you zoom out, it's like he did law school and then dragged his feet for a year before doing the bar. That's all that really was. 
Well, and his problematic drinking and outbursts and his like filth and how his house was like kind of condemned. It just like was giving like he doesn't have his shit together and he was pissing off his girlfriend all the time. Well, his the the thing about his girlfriend is a lot of what she was mad about was him sewing and as someone who my boyfriend is passionate about sewing, I was like let him sew. Actually at one point, it was a very meta moment where <laughs> she was like Craig, you're such a loser with your sewing kit. I can't take you seriously. I look over and Oliver was like carefully making himself a pair of pants on the sewing machine. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I don't find that loser behavior. I think that's a delightful outlet to have. Absolutely. And, and to be fair, like she did, she did emasculate him over the sewing, but the loser behavior was like the fact that he was just like drinking every day and lying on the couch and not pursuing getting a job or doing anything like that yeah and he had an Adderall addiction that whole time and drinking a lot but at the same time one of the things that they never acknowledge for this whole thing is they're like Craig you need to get a job Craig he does have a job that is being on Southern Charm yeah but on this show they expect you to have something you can say that you do otherwise it's like one of the jobs is it, one of the shows where the, like a career is kind of important, like Summer House. It's like they rip on Lindsay for not not working, not doing anything outside of being a cast member on Southern on whatever the fuck Summer House. And I get that. Like you have the choice to do nothing with your time other than like drink and party and like seek fame you have this x amount of money but like what else do you do you know like you need to do something even if you're not making money from it you got to do something with your life yeah absolutely but i just all this to say i know that that the premise of it is that they also have to have another job but the people giving him a hard time were shep and austin and whitney who two transplant babies and one guy who was also dragging his feet and ultimately they're talking to a guy in his 20s who's drinking and partying a lot and he's on a show that rewards that. Yeah, he's like 15 years younger than Shep or something. Yeah. So he does I, – I get it. Like, and don't – you know, you don't need to coddle Craig too much. Like, don't worry. He's doing just fine. <laughs> he doesn't need you to stand up for him. <laughs> I okay, never did yeah, anything I, wrong gonna, ever. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be covering the season nine reunion, but it is hard not to go back in time. Yeah, it's it, this is like our our Southern Charm bottle episode, kind of like we gotta we gotta go over it all. You gotta start at the beginning to understand where we're at. Yeah, as always, we have to look at our past to understand our future. And you went off on Catherine on the Patreon a couple weeks ago. You were like talking about her most recent charge and the update in her custody battle, and. There were many points in my rewatch where I was about to text you and defend her. And then that fell away because what a, it was like, a, I don't even want to say character arc, more like a character boomerang where she just started off so low and then went so high and then fell off again so dramatically. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of like space for Catherine. I have a lot of feelings for Catherine. I really root for her. And I was shocked and disappointed and like kind of angry and felt like personally betrayed to read like some of her updates of like how bad she's doing. Because I'm like, God damn it, Catherine, your kids need you. We're rooting for you. We want you back on the show. There's no one as dynamic as you. 
you have to figure this out. Stop doing drugs. Stop hitting policemen with your car. Like, just figure it out. Yeah, it's definitely a really tragic tale of addiction. And there's a lot of themes to this reunion, but one of the main ones is addiction, both triumphing over it and letting it beat you. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's, it's just like a constant battle, just like our mental health demons. It's not like you win one day. It's like every day you have to get up and fucking slay that dragon again. (laughs) Every day we got to slay mamas. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And one more thought about previous seasons before we get into the current, but I, I had to call myself out for some internalized misogyny because the whole thing was going on. And I was like, the most annoying character that's ever been on air was Landon. (laughs) And that's what I thought. And then I'm like, why why is this a show about men and their despicable behavior? And I'm hating the most on this woman. But she did. She did set me off. She was so annoying that, like, we we had to, like, relearn misogyny through her, I feel. Like, (laughs) she sucks so bad. And she's so grating, her voice, her fakeness, her cruelty, her manipulation. I truly, truly hate that woman. So There's a lot of bad people on the show. So I checked up on her recently. And so I guess what I have to ask is you won't be purchasing her newest venture, which is um, an espresso bean called My Morning Martini. Did I tell you about my Buku de Beppo venture? <laughs> so my landed. Buku de Beppo venture. Yeah, her <laughs> My Espresso Martini venture. It was. <laughs> she always has some venture. Like- her fucking, her pitch presentation about being a travel blogger will go down in history as one of the finest girl fails ever to air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her concept for a travel website, but also one about the ladies who lunch and also men who play polo. Yeah, but it was like, what? I mean, you could just do that, I guess. Sorry, you want someone to pay for this? <laughs> They're like, where's the website? She's like, well, I thought you guys could do build that. <laughs> I know, I know. I I've had quite a lot of entrepreneurial fails myself, uh, but I, yeah, not checking whether Rome, a really common word, was taken uh, by a business <laughs> or a website already. Maybe a little detail that could have been looked into along with some others but yeah it was the being cruel and being like a guy's girl but the guys are t-rav and shep yeah and we're gonna talk a lot about (laughs) he literally like went white as a sheet like he was just like that was the scariest moment of his life (laughs) (laughs) it was it was maybe that's how we get him to rehab is we just keep spooking him with landon and then just chase him chase him into that corner move in with landon or go to rehab (laughs) yeah i'm there um but no we're gonna talk a lot about guys girls and misogyny in the culture of the south today because it it permeates every level of the show the cast the way they act the way they're covered on the show, the way they're talked about, everything. It's its another world. It's like watching a show based on Mars, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it has no similarity to my life 
culturally whatsoever as a Canadian. Uh, none. And the show doesn't resemble anything of what it did, what it once did at its start. It was wild over such a compressed timeline to watch it go from at the beginning, the show about people like wistfully looking off across their plantation and thinking about unspoken things to like what it is today. Yeah, I I think it's actually kept its spirit a lot more than you think, I I guess, because it was it started as a show about like upper crust old men who refused to grow up and the like you know tragic young impressionable barely legal girls they drag into their orbit and that is still where we're at <laughs> like it is still a cast True. of 60 year old men and 20 year old girls um and what happens when they all grow up yeah it's and what it's like powerful as as you can but you can still have karma and fate catch up to you Mm-hmm. yeah and you can try to maintain the upper hand your whole life and just surround yourself with people who look up to you as someone with old money someone who doesn't have to work someone who went to school whatever and keep being around people who are young and impressionable but eventually you're gonna have to look at yourself and be like fuck yeah, maybe the party is not fun anymore. Um, maybe it's not cute that you're partying with 20-year-olds as yeah. a sweaty man in his 40s with a drug and alcohol problem. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's get into this reunion. So starting off, the set designers of these reunions are really popping off lately. This was the nicest looking reunion. This was a beautiful set. And I think that the fantastic Emmy award deserving editors of Salt Lake City should maybe take note of this one thing. Yeah, they keep stitching them up on Salt Lake City and making the reunion sets really crazy and dangerous and ugly. And the girls don't like that. But this set was very chic. It was comfortable. Whatever their theme for their outfits came across great the girls were all in red and gold and black and everybody looked gorgeous is that this so the- hard to do i know is it like when you have professional help at your disposal why can't anyone turn a look but i know do we need to be building a big papier mache like shipwreck thing <laughs> along what with- whitney wore and did for the reunion is unforgivable like oh her whitney sweaty- from salt lake city stupid clip-in ponytail janky makeup and horrendous ill-fitting lime green dress should be burned what did that mom say on saltburn when she's like my eyes are offended by ugly environments and people like i need to pull up that quote but that that's you with whitney's look at the reunion i respect that not just me i think that she sent shockwaves through the universe with that look it was offensive I i don't really I don't notice things that much like that, but I you're just like, I'm glad Whitney's here. (laughs) Like, I'm glad we can hear from Whitney. I'm not, I'm not going to judge her. (laughs) No, I'll judge her. (laughs) Whitney. Uh, But that's not what, who we're here to judge today. We're here to judge these idiots. Yeah. And at least, at least Taylor looked great for her turn in the hot seat. Like 
If this ever happens to me where I have to go on TV and be publicly shamed by everyone who used to be close to me, may I at least look beautiful? She did look beautiful. However, I think that they're trying to make this Scandival thing. They're trying to make a Sandoval-esque moment with the red dresses, I thought. Okay. I mean, maybe Olivia was trying to nod to that with her kind of ill-fitting take on ariana's <laughs> dress it just wasn't as good it's like don't do something and then not that's, do it as good that's what i'm saying like both taylor and olivia had re- dresses that were reminiscent of ariana's revenge dress and i was like i mean i'd be scared to be compared to ariana's like shredded body although i guess they don't have anything to worry about no yeah they have nothing to worry about in that sense but i just i don't know i i think we loved Bravo before Scandival, and I felt like throughout the season up and up to the reunion, they were trying to like make another little mini Scandival type of thing happen. Yeah, the editors and the marketers, sure. But this was filmed before Scandival ever happened, um, the season. So yeah. they were up to no good regardless. Yeah, but before they ever set foot on stage, we see them backstage and JT's getting wound up he's foaming at the mouth saying i got a lot to say and austin says jt's what a what a fucking nerd he is <laughs> and shep says austin is is astounding his lack of contrariness there's a quote by napoleon never interfere with your opponent when he's making mistakes <laughs> yeah by contriteness he meant contrition because you know he's just he's not as smart as he thinks he is like he He's a pretentious little fucker, Shep. Yeah. Um, he thinks he's smart. You can have the SAT words, but you got to use them correctly. But he was right about one thing, and that's that JT is a fucking nerd and a tryhard <laughs> and a wannabe and a desperado. And his ex-girlfriend showed his ass on the internet by saying that he lived in a van. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That he lived in a van by the beach and stalked the cast for like months or years to try and like ingratiate himself and party where they were partying and just be around all the time until like started talking to them and started talking to them and started talking to the producers and like forced his way to be a cast member on the show, even though he's like just kind of broke and like not really attractive and like it's like the worst take on a fan becoming I, I really don't like JT. You know what I just thought of that's so sad? Imagine all the JTs out there that didn't make it on TV. Yeah. That, like that their goal was to make it to some Bravo show. So they did their own version of living on the beach for years. Yeah. yeah. Like Monica, you know. No, no. They, that, those people made it on the show. I'm talking about people who no, I, don't I, know. I know, I know what you're saying. There's there's many who do make it. There's many who who don't make it. And maybe some of them are in jail for stalking. I don't know where the line is. Like. If you just keep showing up somewhere and people start to like recognize your face and be like, oh, there's that guy again. Like, I feel like he's stalking us. Like, is <laughs> it's it's weird. And it's weird that he hates them so much. I guess he likes the girls, or so he says. He's like, I just want a girlfriend he, he like Taylor, his- the most perfect angel in the world. Yeah, he's jealous of the men. I get bi energy from him. Like, he both hates the men and he wants to be them he wants to be them and be with them yeah he says that openly about craig but it's but meant as a joke but i'm like i think maybe that every every joke is rooted in some truth but 
Yeah, and he Taylor. wants to like hate fuck Shep or whatever. He's obsessed with him. He's obsessed with all of them. He, yeah. He, it's giving fatal attraction. I, I was, won't be yeah. ignored. Fatal, fatal attraction or him wanting to get Eiffel Towered by Craig Austin and Shep all in one turn after oh my another. God, that's even more than the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Apparently, yeah. I don't know what you call it. There's a, a lot happening. But anyhow, uh, this is just what where my imagination goes to with JT. But anyhow, Taylor says with her red dress that she's wearing her scarlet letter and Olivia has is not wearing her scarlet letter. It's a different kind of red dress. Um, Andy's freaking out over Madison. I love how much he loves Madison. He's like, this is one of the best looks I've ever seen on any reunion. I was like, really? Okay. Like, I completely it's- agree. Like Madison just gets it so right. She's one of the most gorgeous women who's ever been on reality TV. And she's so stylish. She always is wearing the perfect thing. Always has everything perfect in her house. Knows what to say. Very charming. Very smart. Very funny. Like she's just made for reality TV. I was going to say the exact same thing. She is a true star. She is so genuinely funny and dramatic and yeah, beautiful. Like I, I thought the dress was amazing too. I would just, I don't know. She, she has a lot of star power. Um, yeah, and she's exactly I- the kind of girl that gay, gay guys go crazy over. Like perfect body, like a Barbie come to life, perfect face, perfect hair, nothing out of place, like just like a fantasy, like a drawing. <laughs> I saw her tits and your vagina. <laughs> That's what I, I couldn't stop thinking of that quote <laughs> since rewatching this. <laughs> and she knows she said other many day. more iconic things than that, but that was just a clip they played. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was walking around my house saying that. But uh JT says that he's gonna perform a fuckboy exorcism and he says to Austin, that demon's coming out today, boy, I'm gonna work ya. And Andy <laughs> actually had to be like, It's minute one, like please, please stop. And Austin's like, boy. <laughs> what is this freaky fucking like it's like it's a a lot of hype and a little bump of coke, me thinks. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. He's got a scary energy that I don't enjoy. Very scary. Yeah. Like, it, like Napoleon Complex is, is thrown around a lot, but he really <laughs> has it in a way where I'm like... <laughs> like, he actually has gotten into fisticuffs while kneeling on the top of a bar stool like a little kid. <laughs> yes. Like, don't give and this guy a bayonet is what I'm I- saying. <laughs> i am looking in your eye right in your eye and telling you i don't like you (laughs) yeah but if you got down off your stool you couldn't so like why bring it up yeah i don't know he's 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 really trying god bless he's the opposite of madison who's just effortless effortlessly compelling even when she is a quote bored housewife Uh, Mm um but Andy starts up, who here thinks pandas are real? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Craig, because Craig, I I, I can't actually tell if he's joking or not that he thinks they're people in bear costumes. I know. I don't think he is joking for some reason, but maybe he's just, his irony is lost on me. Here's the thing, like, 
he has been to law school. He runs a multi-million dollar company, but he's also kind of an idiot. And watching him talk about when they did the conspiracy theory episode, when he, he was questioning the moon landing and saying like, if it's so easy, like why haven't we gone back? I was like, this is how these conspiracy theories start because that's easily Googleable why we haven't gone back. Like it's just yeah, the U.S. was displaying its nationalistic pride during the Cold War, um, and things are going badly enough now that they're actually preparing to go back. So, <laughs> but it's like there's no proof. It's like okay, but you could just look up what the proof is. But you're like, but I also don't trust what you look up. Yeah, Only exactly. Trust what I think. I mean, if you Based spend on enough nights on YouTube, like doing bombs and. Shocking right. ears, like it just kind of rewires your brain in a different way. Yeah, I heard him on a podcast talking about just how bad his Adderall addiction was throughout most of the filming of the show, and I could see how that plus YouTube conspiracy theory wormhole could really. Well, lead what you do you mean? Some- how bad was it? How many Addies per day? Oh, uh, he didn't get into the amount, but he just talked about how he's basically almost completely sober he'll have like a drink kind of once a month sort of thing and that his lifestyle has completely changed but he talked about basically almost every single outburst he had was probably influenced by Adderall he said that it was almost impossible to film without it because without it he didn't want to talk about his feelings but with it he'd be like yeah I'll talk about anything That's really funny. Yeah. That's what the cast of Vanderpump says, too. This is like their sister show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And yeah. And then and then he went to the in his post breakup, he went to the Caribbean and took Adderall and had like a scary shark encounter where he like shark scared him straight. He was like on a boat and he was supposed to be on shark lookout. And he he said he like couldn't call for the shark because he got too scared. And that's when he knew he had to stop because he was (laughs) supposed to be the one warning people about sharks. I love like hearing about rich people's rock bottoms. It's always something. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Because I'm sure there was a Coast Guard or a real trained person, not just Craig on Adderall (laughs) being like, okay, our our life is in your hands. Just a geeked out Craig is the last line of defense between the sharks and the humans <laughs> but he just had like a panic attack in that moment he just couldn't do yeah. it so yeah he, yeah that was his rock bottom but then he cut out liquor and then re- he realized after he had to just cut out alcohol completely mm-hmm. and mixed feelings about craig but he is looking good sober craig is really a testament to what that life can can look like hmm. okay um Getting back to the reunion. I'm I'm getting judgmental um, eyes from you, and I don't appreciate it. I just want you to know that. It's fine. Craig's move. a handsome guy. And I'll let it okay. go. Okay. So we're back with the group, and already you can kind of tell Shep is on one today. Like, his eyes are a little watery. He's, like, got this unstable energy, and he kind of starts off the night by saying, like, that being with Taylor was the happiest time in his life. Or Craig says it and he agrees and he's like, absolutely, like I'll cop to that. It was. And it's that's a it's a sad thing to say because I mean he cheated on her constantly and then 
and then dumped her and then wouldn't take her back when she asked. So, and then quickly turned around and said that monotony and monogamy are the same thing. Yeah. Because he couldn't imagine things like asking for arranging a babysitter and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's, that's down the line. That's having kids. And also, I mean, I can't, I could not handle that. So, but that's different than monogamy. I don't mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's his name? JT calls Austin Voldemort along with some other characters. Ugh, and he's like so- rattling off like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. He's like a m- em- embarrassing millennial. Yeah, he is. He's a, or he said Voldemort in a big bird costume. I was like, you're asking the audience to walk a little far for that one, buddy. Okay. Um, but he thought it was going to be a snap and it, it kind of wasn't. But he does say that Austin's had a severe glow down and Madison has glowed up, which is iconic. And I was like, well, Sorry, I love what? you for. He's, he's like, it's iconic how much Madison has glowed up while Austin has glowed down. Mm hmm. Yep. Which is cunty and, you know, true. So I'm like, all right. You can stay. And but he also yells to Austin that before he called her a monster and now a bored housewife, it's like he harasses her no matter what. And I'm like, they're just tumultuous exes. It's it's okay. I do Madison think he, doesn't he need- Madison doesn't need him to stick up for her. I mean, yeah. there, when they played that clip of when he yelled at her in, in the suite in Jamaica, I was like, I do wish someone had stuck up for her in that moment. When he's yelling at her to shut up and stay out of it in your board house. I was like, what do you mean? She's at this party and just commenting on what people are saying to her. Like, she's in this group of four people having drinks. Like, she's allowed to talk. But he's a yeah. misogynist. He's always going to yell at a woman. So, yeah. um, Craig says, or sorry, Shep says that Craig is very smart and strategic to keep his relationship off camera to avoid scrutiny. And... That, like, it's nice that Paige can just not film when she doesn't want to film and, like, that scrutiny can ruin relationships. And then he says, Shep says that if the camera wasn't around, he would be married to Taylor by now. (laughs) Okay, buddy. Yikes. He's just, like, he's trying to get her back on the hook, this whole reunion. He doesn't like that she has a new boyfriend. He's, like, saying all these things. Like, he says she was right about a lot of things and I'm realizing that only now and it's a year too late and it's too bad. And like, I don't know. It's clear. It's clear that he's only realizing these things because she's happily with someone else now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Taylor is an interesting character. I just watched winter house. I'm trying to like watch the last season to just like get my bearings back and you're still in winter house you <laughs> God, I'm, I'm glad know. I, I'm no. like I was I keep looking for Corey more about Corey and Sam's relationship but they're on like different shows so I'm not understanding where I'm gonna see their relationship because she's on summer house and he's on winter house and I don't Corey, know what's the season Corey's on they're both on summer house does he come in on summer house Last yeah season? he's on this most he's on this most recent season that's their whole okay, relationship I'm like on episode three and he's not in there yet so i guess he comes later but um i don't know all i know is that i think you were able to ask or project yourself to a 5d consciousness where you are picking up on things from some winter house that us mere mortals cannot 
I'm not the only one who liked Winter House, Emily. You're trying to gaslight me. Listen, a lot I'm not. I'm saying it. you're you're an enlightened being, and I want you to show me what you see. But I also <laughs> saw it, and I didn't see it. So maybe I'm not ready to be enlightened in that way. Well, the only reason I'm even referencing it is to say that Taylor reminds me of Jessica, the blonde like model who is like from a cult and is like the ultimate pick me guys girl. So Taylor herself will always put a guy first. That's the most important thing to her is like male validation, sexual, like men finding her sexually attractive. And she just can't understand at all where Olivia is coming from in their feud. Yeah, it is really hard to watch someone with this little self-respect on TV just and to see that play out in so many different ways from, you know, the moment in the season where Shep says that he's happy he cheated on her and then she's in his bed later that night or even at this reunion when they're talking again about how um, he never leaves ladies happy (laughs) prompted by JT demanding Craig to answer if he's into bondage. I'm like, bye King JT. Um, But (laughs) chef chef said, he's just driving towards the finish line. Where's the finish line? Who can possibly know where the finish line is? And, and then Taylor reiterating that and chef saying, well, why did you want to get back together? And I'm like, Yes, Taylor, you don't that that is a great observation you made about Shep and should then henceforth push you to not ever want to be back together with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tries to like say she's like, I still had fun, even though in the two and a half years we dated, I only had an orgasm like three times. It's like, well, you probably didn't have fun then in that case. And it's just, yeah, it's just a microcosm of her how little self-regard she has but I really think it's more than that like I also see a world where she does have self-esteem but just only gets that feeling if a man says it you know like I think it's completely insane that she sent a nude of herself to Whitney her ex's old ass weird friend randomly they've never had any sort of romantic interlude or anything she sends him a nude out of the blue she says to get back at him for partying with girls with shep and is like is this what you're looking for out there come one come all and then sends a full frontal nude to him like what and then she's just like yeah i stand in that like whatever i sent a nude get over it god everyone gets naked it's like no that's insane that is fucking crazy I've never heard of such behavior in my life, sending a nude to just a random guy who knows your ex. Uh, Yeah. And Whitney, uh, to Whitney of all people, which this is not related to that, but I just learned that Whitney is two years older than Sutton on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He's an Which old is mind-blowing. And he's an executive producer on the show. And it's just so desperate and pathetic to send a full frontal nude unrequested by a man who wants nothing to do with you to piss off your ex. And it's just going to laugh at you. And they get into how they say that she shouldn't have been shamed for that. And that that was just slut shaming. And honestly, I am 
kind of on Madison's side for this. I didn't necessarily think it was slut shaming, but it was more like Taylor, come on. Like it's just showing her mental state being, well, that's the thing is, is she crazy or is she shitty? That's kind of the whole question. (laughs) It's like, she does these things The men treat her as though she's so fragile and unwell. She couldn't be blamed. She's heartbroken. And then her girlfriend, Olivia, and the other girls are like, no, she's she's just an adult woman. You know, she's in her 30s. She she made decisions and did things that have consequences. Mm Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So basically, I just think it's interesting how everybody who watches the show understands that if your friend hooks up with your ex or thinks about dating your ex, it's a huge betrayal and it's a friendship ender. And even though like we've come so far in society and we accept so many things, this is something that across the board, people just do not fucking forgive. Like, it, And it's just so strange, isn't it? Because it, it's something that comes up all the time. People date their friend's exes or their ex's friends. It's the people you know, it's the people who you get along with, but it's something you cannot do. You just can't do it. Yeah. And people are always more mad at the woman than the man. Yeah, because it's like you should have a fucking brain in your head. Like, we don't expect that of them. But yeah, where's your discernment? Where's your, like, forward thinking? But Taylor's just such a thirsty little desperate girl. She is, she is in a way that's not almost borderline not enjoyable to watch because it's just so it's sad. The thirst. Yeah, at this reunion, I think it's where it tipped over to the ed- over the edge of just just too cringy to almost watch. It was like you're watching it through your hands. The part that happened later at the end, which we're gonna get to um, in a minute, but first they turn to. Shep, well, they asked Taylor about her new boyfriend at BravoCon and said that there was some kind of incident. And she said, well, it had to do with Shep because Shep came up and slapped her on the ass to say hi right in front of her new boyfriend. And this leads to Shep giving a speech that he very nervously asked Andy if he could do before filming. And he says that he doesn't remember anything at BravoCon. He said he was just drunk in Las Vegas obviously allegedly also on drugs i mean i think that's pretty clear from this story that it's not just alcohol involved 
But it got to a point where he said he really scared himself. and People were really worried about him. And he was wasted at Watch What Happens Live. And another thing that happened that they didn't get into at the reunion, but this happened at BravoCon, was that he was very publicly kicked out, out of a casino for screaming at the blackjack dealer, basically, the blackjack dealer kept being like, you need to stack your chips. And he went, you stack my fucking chips. Like just an un, unkiltered, unwarranted, you know, outburst, basically a public meltdown. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time Shep's hearing the story about smacking Taylor's ass. He's like, I did. <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, no, that's not how I greet Taylor. And Andy's like, well, were you drunk? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, so how I can know. you remember? And he's like, I can't. Like, yeah i know I was, well i was blackout all weekend and like you know and then when i got back from from vegas i tried to have an apology meeting with everyone in my life and um craig and austin declined the invite <laughs> they're like we've done it 17 times with you i'm so tired of these yeah. meetings like we don't want to enable you anymore like you need to make some major changes and like he's just like does this emotional speech and he's like well, last month like just the music stops and i feel alone and filled with shame and Craig's has his pillows and these guys have a podcast and I'm like who am I who am I of value to anybody like and I'm just hurting myself and I can't do the things that I used to do physically like my brain and my body just can't do the drugs anymore and they're saying stop and I was Mr. Fun Outrageous guy and I just can't be that guy anymore and so they're like well what does that mean he's like well I've stopped drinking hard liquor and shots I'm mostly just beer these days and Madison was like, damn, I thought he was going to say he's going to rehab. I was like tearing up. <laughs> I think we all thought he was going to say he's going to rehab. That's what he, why, what was the big speech for? I think it was him putting it all out there to try to be accountable. But that's like the Sheena Shea <laughs> Vanderpump season three she, sobriety method. Like wants, don't sip, just get, just don't get wasted. Just sip your alcohol. <laughs> he wants to go to the Sheena Shea center for <laughs> rehabilitation. <laughs> or you just like look in the mirror and you say, stop it. <laughs> You just don't drink to get drunk. You can still go to the parties. Just get a good buzz. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard. Just don't get drunk. Um, yeah. And then Craig, yeah. Craig kind of lays out his journey where he was like, I, too, had to cut back on hard liquor at first. And then eventually I realized I shouldn't actually drink at all because I'm an addict. And that's the, you know, that's the path we all hope Tom Schwartz will find himself on one day. Just being like. Craig didn't say that. We said that, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah but, but craig was saying he is an addict yeah and yeah and and he said to to uh shep very poignantly that the road you're on ends in a cliff and i can't be in that car anymore and then said that this guy's genuinely going to potentially ruin his life and i have to be okay with his destruction and it's like that that hit home like i've i've had that with with people in my life where I've, i'm like i have to make peace with the fact that i don't know where this addiction is going to take them but i can't do, there's nothing you can do beyond expressing how you feel and that you care about them you can't save anyone so mm -hmm. you just have to genuinely be like i truly like is this person going to be around yeah yeah and he he has all the market to be like a very sad case because he has the money and the freedom to just you know buy himself into an early grave basically <clears throat> But Taylor, the way the, the way that his, he, he looked in this, it kind of looked like um he, like an embalmed person. Like he just looked puffy and discolored. 
Shep, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's been looking like that. Like, he's been looking road hard and put away wet for a while now. And he's been on the edge of the cliff for a while now. Yeah, and even maybe the most intense moment for me was when Leva said that he needs to want something more than he wants drinking. And then Andy said, like, maybe it's this maybe like this show because it could get to a point where this isn't a healthy environment basically saying like we might have to fire you at some point like yeah. this is getting too sad and you're on the verge of getting fired yeah from the show that you're you're basically the star of absolutely yeah it's like with and Dorinda. they did it with Catherine. yeah they with did Catherine. it with Catherine and with Dorinda in new york like they they know when someone is when the show is making someone's problems a lot worse yeah. And I mean, that is the case for a lot of people, but I would also say that when that person's problems are getting a lot worse, but it's not entertaining anymore. Yeah. It's sad. But I think especially with Bravo, like a lot of people with addictions keep make them worse and keep them going because of the show. Like Snooki has talked about that. She's like, my husband doesn't like it because he thinks that MTV forces me to be an alcoholic and brings out like the worst side of me and like makes me you know or me to play that role I do it to myself whatever like we want to see these people making bad decisions and yelling and being outrageous and alcohol just goes hand in hand with that for a lot of people so it's definitely a a tricky situation but it's not like Shep needs the money he's just doing it because he loves the attention Catherine needs the money yeah and that's the scary thing is that I when I was catching up on what she's been up to lately, I mean, for anyone who isn't up to date on what happened to her since she got fired last season, but she lost full custody recently of her kids from a hit and run, unfortunately at 7.30 a.m. through a school zone, speeding through a school zone, there was a someone holding up the sign saying, slow down. She just ran right through it, mm-hmm. broke, broke that person's arm and just kept driving and lost custody, failed a bunch of... A drug tests and has three times this year been had to move from her where she was living because she didn't pay rent yeah so, evicted even her cousin evicted yeah. her like mm-hmm. by the cops like it's bad really bad and it's bad for Chef too but yeah it's a very different thing because he doesn't need the show and i really thought about this in terms of the whole reality reckoning i mean that's mostly bethany just mm-hmm needing attention but the claim that the show and shows like this enable people to drink and do drugs more there is merit to it for sure but at the same time we've seen a lot of people on these shows get sober and stay just as entertaining yeah and just just as compelling as they were before absolutely yeah it's like kind of a false narrative I think that a lot of these people have in their heads that we need to see them wasted all the time. That's definitely not the case. And it sort of reminds me of the, in the same capacity as like a workplace where everyone goes out and get, gets beers after. And there's a lot of like, Oh, why don't you join us for beers? Like where there's a lot of pressure, social pressure, but you don't actually need it to do the show. I know it's different to be filmed on a reality show, but there's just, you know what I mean? Like, People are like, oh, the show makes you drink. And yes, obviously, a lot of people getting drunk, messiness is more guaranteed to to come out. But there's many compelling moments that we get from just people dead sober doing 
shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the most important thing is just honesty and vulnerability. If you're willing to actually show us your real relationship and talk about your real problems in your life, that's what makes a good reality TV character, in my opinion. And actually, that just made me think that Shep is incapable of vulnerability. And so his only hope to be entertaining is to be, at this point, is to be a belligerent drunk man. But that's getting sad yeah and not entertained to watch yeah it. and all the guys right do that kind of shit well like austin shep thomas when he was on the show probably whitney whatever like these hurting women lying to women cheating on women banging a lot of young girls that those kind of shenanigans i think they think that that's like good drama and good for the show maybe or maybe they just think it's good to do in general fun to do i don't know but like yeah the the karma is catching up to them the, the ladies definitely mm. gave it to them in this reunion. Like, how, mm-hmm. how how many women do you want to, like, like well, in the finale, um, Olivia says that to Austin. She's like, look at the paper trail of pissed off women that you leave, and every single one of them has the same thing to say about you. What does that make you feel, you know? But- it is really crazy how, of the three of them, Craig really has set himself apart. I guess this is turning into, like, I don't know how he turned into a Craig fangirl account, but he has left them behind in that he's seems like kind of a relatively normal person Mm -hmm. with a successful business and he's he has that sober glow and then austin and shep are pretty much exactly where he left them Mm -hmm. yeah it's you know he actually has a, a beautiful girlfriend that he loves and he has a busy life where he's flying around doing stuff and i don't like craig because of his behavior on winter house but I do think he's by far doing the best out of the, the three of them. Oh, yeah. I don't like him because of his behavior on Summer House. You know, he's like the bar is absolutely in hell. I think he's been a screaming little baby on both those shows. Uh, but at the same time, he's made improvements. Of- I'm just saying, don't be fooled. He's made improvements the same way that Jax Taylor has made improvements. But at their core, they're both still belligerent frat boys. Yeah, I wouldn't want him dating any of my friends. And of on the topic of oh what do people think of him and Paige? i'm like who cares they're both <laughs> their main interest is to be a bravo power couple yeah i don't their interest is think... making money and getting attention and they're doing it and they're hot yeah so they're they're winning <laughs> and whatever game they're playing and it's like I laughed so much when he was talking about not showing Craig or not showing Paige on the show. And he was like, well, to be honest, sometimes she does go upstairs and go into the room. I'm like, yeah, she does that on her own show when she's supposed to film one weekend, one weekend a month in, or every weekend in the summer. All she does is sit in bed. So I'm like, yeah, that's that is just what she does. Um, but she still managed to make it work as a. Uh, bravo powerhouse she's very successful kind of a fan favorite and she does it all just lounging scrolling on her phone so Mm -hmm. yeah she makes it look easy but she is she's a a great bravo liberty i do like Paige. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't really care for her but she does make good tv why don't you Um, care for her i just think that she sits around all of summer house in her bed and then every reunion starts to go she goes in for the attack on someone to stake her claim and i think people love her so she always gets welcome back but she doesn't do anything 
And I think just watching her and what they call the bed sore sisters on that show, it just reminds me of myself in a depressive episode. So I'm like, okay, this is for escapism and there are dark themes on this, but not not the depression bed with all your snacks around you. <laughs> <laughs> all the garbage. Like that's where I'm like, ladies, get up. <laughs> Sierra her like lack of cleanliness in the in the room really affects me when i see her bed and what's on the floor and like how she's living in there i'm just like absolutely horrified well then sammy maybe don't watch this current this past season of summer house because they push their beds together they're like let's make one big sleepover room and then they all just it's like one big massive trash bed (laughs) that's where i was like okay enough of this (laughs) yeah i know the bed it's too much they're in the bed too much it's true but I'm in the bed too much. So I, I literally could not possibly judge someone for that. Of course, I'm in the bed. That's all I'm doing is being in the bed. I'm not being paid to do anything different. Like, they're... The, we're, tap dance for your paycheck, ladies. Come on. This is, <laughs> okay. This is, this is what makes me my bed life better, is watching people up and at them doing <laughs> silly stuff on, my, on the stories that I watch. Yeah. Get up. <laughs> Oh, that's like freaking Willy Wonka's, <laughs> the freaking grandparents from Willy Wonka. That is what they serve every summer. But I don't know. I'm kind of here sure for is. it. Um, but yeah. So just to go back to the nude, the nude scene around the world, like they do have some revelations about it. I guess in this reunion, where first of all, Shep says that she. <laughs> That he has repeatedly told Taylor not to send him nudes because he does not like receiving them. He does not like to think of his girlfriend that way. When they were dating. Yes, when they were dating. Yeah, when they were dating. And then Leva chimes in. Who even knew she was still in the cast? And she's like, my husband doesn't like it either. He says because I'm the mother of his children, he doesn't want to see me like that. It's like, okay, what the fuck? You guys are both being so weird. The husband and Shep, like... What kind of virginal weird category do you put your wife in? Like who turns down a nude from their girlfriend? If we're gonna if if we're gonna consummate this marriage, it's for making babies only. Yeah, and it's like maybe that's why you cheat all the time, you freak. Like try therapy for your virgin whore complex. I'm so bored by that. But anyway. I know. Um, but yeah, but the the nude itself, Leva throws her hat in the ring and is like i saw the whole thread okay she says that whitney said like lol is that you and she said it's someone your friend used to stick his dick in about herself and then she said come fuck me in nashville and then and taylor wasn't expecting to be confronted about this because she's like i said that like when they like confront her she's just kind of like whoa 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 what and it's like it like really like god like you put that in a dm to a producer <laughs> what you think to wit not just any producer uh like thousand year old vampire named whitney <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so craig's saying that he that whitney was like drinking and bragging about it and showing it around at the bar and everyone forgives whitney especially shep like <sighs> yeah people expect very little from Whitney, especially in terms of emotional maturity, yeah, um, which is a is, problem. Again, he's pushing 60 years old. <laughs> well, he's like 53 or something, but yeah, 50s. He's in his 50s. He's yeah. on his way. Whitney, Whitney is gross and always has been, but I think people see something in Taylor 
where she gets called out for being coddled too much and people treating her basically infantilizing her too much mm-hmm. and that's true yes. but at the same time people just want better for her and i think with whitney they're not like whitney you can do better they're just like no this is what we expect of you <laughs> to be depraved right well i guess i was glad that craig at least said like it's disgusting to show a nude to people that it wasn't sent to i mean it's weird to send a nude when it wasn't asked for though too (laughs) oh yeah oh oh absolutely no i appreciate that also craig was like the enemy the bad guy here is whitney and he's not here to defend himself but no one should be really getting on taylor's case about this i think that Um, it's very fair to get on taylor's case about this but also whitney's case like both of them yeah it's embarrassing it's very embarrassing yeah of course people are right to be on taylor's case about this but at the same time Whitney's back I don't know it 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 is it is what it is it yeah so now we get into Taylor's little thing that she tries to do to Olivia she's yeah now we turn to Austin Taylor in the hot seat and Taylor's not getting it Mm -mm. I just had a thought maybe she's sorry but maybe also is just not that smart I think you can be stupid and mean and cruel. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying like that's her only quality, but not everyone can be a smart person. I mean, like the fact that she's not getting it, is that an emotional immaturity and an inability to see it? Or you're just not able to put the pieces together of why people are upset? I think she's extremely entitled. She's just like, oh my god like i said i was kind of sorry whatever forgive me like just be nice to me like i deserve everything in life to be good and easy and no consequences for my actions and she's so spoiled like and i don't know what goes on in her household like i i don't clearly there's some freaky shit with how her parents raised her because they're super religious and she's like yeah at the start of the season she said the three things she needs in a guy are like nice honest and loves jesus and it's like well but she acts like an out of control whore like i have to dig up the the w word because i've never known and we support that we support that if you want to act like if you want to be slutty and slut it up around town that's great but don't do it in a way that undermines your friends and then don't also beat the jesus drum yeah your behavior isn't at all reflective of that how do her parents her like weird you know minister parents feel when they see her on tv calling herself someone who your friend used to stick his dick in why don't you come down and fuck me in nashville and how's your dick doing and like can it get up tonight and like what what are these texts they are maybe they don't maybe they don't wash maybe they don't watch they better not but like i i just i'm just saying like that that's not normal sexual behavior or like way to think about sex in a normal way it's a major trauma yeah yeah from yeah from either how you're raised or events or all of the above but it's, it is major trauma and craig says to taylor like you keep saying the problem is you hurt someone no the problem is that you lied to everyone about it and leva adds that yeah the fact that you lied to eventually all of us in the process makes all of us not trust either of you that much her and austin yeah exactly and no one will ever truly know if they have actually come clean and if it was just a kiss or if it was sex that they are actually going to take to their grave 
um it it doesn't matter at this point because they have both proven proven themselves to be shady little liars especially her because austin did eventually come clean like he was like fuck okay like he fessed up but olivia or what's her name taylor like many many times was pressed and pressed and pressed and she had many many times to just break down and say it but she kept up a lie and so yeah she's written off now as a friend i could just never relate to hurt being okay with hurting your friends like that i have so much more grace for acting shitty to the people you're dating but your friends yeah i'm like trying to put ourselves into their footsteps like they both broke up with their boyfriends at the same time and they were like being each other's like support system and confiding in each other and like hanging out together and and they had a scene where olivia was like telling taylor like there are guys lined up around the block to date you like you're such a catch you're beautiful like shep's an idiot and you know just just building her up and like to know that that whole time she was holding a secret that she had gone for her boyfriend and like if she had and then austin held austin held on to that secret when him and shep went to australia for two months or whatever yeah yeah i mean yeah is it like i know i i get fucking up and i especially get fucking up when this much alcohol is involved yeah i think they're all really enmeshed and taylor and Cre- taylor and austin kept referring to when we were in new york so i assume they mean timeline wise right after the reunion they're in these enmeshed situations where they're always together they're coworkers. they're always having to do events and the events are very boozy and i could see how mistakes happen and how there's a lot of incestuous things happening between these folks in the friend group right but- like it's more close than a normal situation where like i would kiss your boyfriend if we were alone in the kitchen like that would be yeah. like insane yeah but it's not exactly it's not as insane when it's like the bravo world and they're all in this weird bubble together mm-hmm. just being shaken up but the fact is that if she had gone to olivia and been like i fucked up so bad i kissed austin oh my god i'm so sorry olivia probably would have been fine in like two weeks yeah yeah but but taylor wasn't sorry that was the chilling part of the whole story yeah is she was just like it didn't it didn't come to anything we didn't end up dating but like i thought about it's it very, and i kissed him and i wanted to and i don't giving, regret it yeah it's giving very jacks taylor satisfy your girlfriend we wouldn't have a problem yeah it's not her fault even though she grabbed his face and she kissed him and she you know did all that knowing what that would and they talk to their families about whether they should be in a relationship yeah and then they just That's... all kind of agreed not to and it just petered out like the whole story is a little bit mm. yeah uh yeah you guys probably had sex like who is just yeah you probably had kissing. sex and it wasn't like that great and then you both just kind of maybe it happened one or two more times on drunken hookup like you know end of the night bar kind of things but and then you decided you weren't that attracted to each other or something you know and now you're trying to like shine it into a different story yeah but taylor shines it into a very different story the story of the bible and turns to olivia and says forgive as you would want to be forgiven yeah and then olivia uh, hmm, what do you mean by that hmm? why don't you just no olivia is immediately it? like yeah go and say it i see what you're trying to do here just go and say it just say it yeah i'm like oh yeah yeah i thought this was gonna be reunion part one i thought this was gonna be a filler episode i know she's just like you've been hanging this over my head doing your little hints so go ahead and say it and taylor's like well yeah 
she did something to a friend and a confidant. What happened with Thomas? And everyone's like, Ravenel! <laughs> and Taylor did a little smile. A evil little smile. I missed it. Was it was chilling. Oh, I'll send you a screenshot. This yeah, is her right that after, is evil. This is, her, this is her right after she said. <laughs> that is the face of someone who feels just... Here, here's the face old... of someone who thinks they ate <laughs> I was just gonna and say... left no crumbs with what sorry <laughs> to use a more shep friendly expression she looks like the cat that got the canary <laughs> <laughs> or she's butter thinking wouldn't... she's like cat's meow butter wouldn't melt in her mouth <laughs> anyway um she does she's like she's like mic drop yeah mm-hmm. and olivia yeah that's right guys <laughs> olivia's like i was fresh out of college 20 years old drunk out of my mind he's a family friend and i wanted to take this to my grave you're the only person on earth i told wow i and taylor taylor says on earth which some people debated whether she meant olivia's dead brother i don't think that's what she meant in this moment but I, if it is right maybe it was or maybe it was just her being like really you didn't tell like a bunch of people but that taylor can't taylor's genuinely like don't you guys get it and andy's like how is it the same she's like it is the same they were friends how does or olivia's friends with Catherine? how does taylor not even remotely understand that thomas is known for being a creepy old man who creeps on drunk 20 year olds and that's how he has two he's kids a, with Catherine. he's a convicted rapist is he not or did that charge it, not get he is a convicted rapist but but that's but also like he is known for specifically being on the prowl for this type of woman and olivia was a family friend so so he, he knew her as a child and he had you know probably been grooming yeah. her and then as soon as she was completely wasted and on her own for the first time in life he took advantage of her and slept with her if there's a reason you only tell one person about something like that and it's because it's not a pleasant memory for you like yeah and taylor's like why well why did you say it? it's like because she was ashamed yeah like, she was like it was you, what i wanted to take to my grave who wouldn't like that's something she probably wished never fucking happened because it was probably a sexual assault in in her body and in her experience like if you can't consent like and if you think about how drunk 20 year olds get and how creepy and focused t-rav is yeah, yeah. it's not like most 20 year olds are fantasizing about having sex with their dad's weird friend like it's no. not a thing like she she yeah she clearly had a lot of shame she was like well Olivia, or taylor's like well and then you became friends with, with Catherine." she's like yeah exactly years later i didn't know her at the time they weren't together as far as i knew and we've become friends since and like you've just been chomping at yeah. the bit to use this against me and taylor's like no i haven't and then olivia's just like well You've proven yourself to be a shit friend and a shit human, and then heads off the stage and drops a effing c word, fucking cunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do swears on this podcast. <laughs> we're we're giving you the exclusive for those who didn't watch the un unfiltered Peacock version. Apparently, Hey You, shout out Canadian Hey You, gives us the same unfiltered, yeah, uh, uncensored version. But yeah, and that's where we left it for part one of a three part reunion, and. It was shocking. Lots happened in this. And I couldn't help but wonder, what is everyone's zodiac sign? So I did some research. And 
so fascinating because this cast is ruled by air signs. Mm -hmm. It's basically all air with a little bit of fire. So, um, except for Catherine, who's not on the set anymore, but she's, her presence looms. She's a Leo, but she has a Gemini moon and a Libra rising. So again, with the air, Shep is a Libra, Craig's an Aquarius, Austin is a Gemini, Taylor is a Libra, T-Rav is a Leo. Um, um, basically, Hugh must not be named. And yeah, the only exception, Olivia is a Taurus, but she's also kind of boring and not great for reality TV. I love Tauruses, but they're not great for reality TV. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're too calm and collected. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense to me. Like all those guys are like very, like they're all smart and they're also very detached and just cannot. Very verbose, all talk, no action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just their their problem has been throughout the years, girls being like, why don't you love me? Why can't you love me? And they're just like, mm, yeah. I don't know. I just why? care more about partying. Why just, <laughs> yeah. Why are you just floating around? Why are you just making pillows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was Oliver's first sewing project actually his first big sewing project while um I was on this rewatch so pro- and anyway he was at these pants for probably two or three days but while that was happening like they kept airing the clip over and over and Naomi being like why are you at your fucking sewing machine like you're a loser you're sewing it's going nowhere and a hapless Craig being like what's wrong with my sewing <laughs> They yeah, play that clip my so machine? many times. Like, yeah. I know. Poor Craig. His girlfriend made him feel bad about his sewing. And then he turned it into a multi-billion dollar empire or whatever. You could never imagine what these men have to go through, Sam. <laughs> you could never put yourself in their shoes. You could never walk a day in their shoes. No. I know. Well, I just saw in Winterhouse, Sierra has a moment where she's talking to Austin and she's just like, oh, to be a tall insecure white man (laughs) i fantasize about having those problems (laughs) yeah because austin that is really that's his main thing that he has going for him he's tall he's six five that's it that's all there is ladies look you peek under the the covers and there's nothing underneath yeah he's a little bit of a butterface to be honest is that a (laughs) no it's not rude because he sucks but like i just it makes me so sad to see two young women fighting over him when they could be doing so much else. He has had now so many incredible women fighting over him. On this most recent season of Southern Charm, there was a whole season of Summer House where it was Lindsay and Sierra and someone else who I forget. There were like three people fighting over him. Mm-hmm fighting i know over austin crawl i know over the ceo of trop hop beer <laughs> i know i love when, when even when shep was spiraling he's like they've got their podcast craig has his beer i'm like <laughs> i mean i wonder if austin that moment's like what about trop hop <laughs> the cans yeah. are in stores <laughs> i think he has said that he's winding trop hop down so maybe shep okay, didn't want to rub whatever. his face in it but i take your point like it, it's just it's crazy. And he got Madison. Like, he dated Madison for years. It's wild. And Olivia. I know. I, I don't I don't get it. I think he brings the least out of the trio. I would sooner be yeah. with Shep than be with Austin. Oh, so, uh, absolutely. 
someone who's a maybe about to go into liver failure, like he's <laughs> maybe about to mother God himself. <laughs> just slide like, in on that will with a yeah with a huge trust fund. Yeah, I would go for Shep over Austin. Yeah, but the girlies don't one, one vial one vial of colloidal silver, and Shep might be toast. <laughs> He's like the what would kill a Victorian child. <laughs> like, yes, like, every day in Shep's life is that he's one like seven up Slurpee away from meeting his maker. <laughs> he looks it. He does. Yes, yeah. he does. But yeah, I mean, the toxic part of me is like maybe I could change him. <laughs> Wait, Austin or Shep? Shep it's so shameful and that's why i'm only saying it in like hour three of this podcast but the, the toxic part of me was like maybe i could not change it maybe i could be like keep let's do shots babe yeah <laughs> do you want to get married tomorrow <laughs> i just think i could like meet him where he's at mentally and like bend him to my will the problem is we've learned that his type is a little like young right. wifey like no i'm not like saying Taylor. that yeah, i i'm not i'm not saying that he would no but me, but if i had gotten him when i was like 20 i think i maybe would have been, could have gotten the ring you would have been too strong-willed like a madison which i see as high praise but austin loves more of a madison type who's like feisty mm-hmm. chep doesn't like any feist he does go for a more submissive sort of type, but like what I know that he needs is someone he could bring home to the family who could like make conversation with his parents. He said he wants someone that can go to the polo field of the yacht club and blend in seamlessly. Yeah. And I think I could like talented Mr. Ripley my way there <laughs> salt burn your way there. Yeah. Like I actually have a lot of like. I know all his references. I I could definitely chat with him and his family about all these like old plays that they love talking about and shit. And like Napoleon, T. S. Eliot, yeah, uh, the Great Gatsby, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And like, yeah, I've never played polo, but I've sailed a bit. I mean, I I really like. I would love to scam him, but we'll see. (laughs) Go go get your boy. He's I'm too old now. You can probably find him pretty easily. I'd have to first like turn back the clock to becoming an anorexic 20 year old and that's not gonna happen (laughs) okay well i'm just saying that i could have okay it could have at one time okay i love that journey for you (laughs) i'm like who would i rehabilitate in the bravosphere in the toxic depths of myself maybe craig at this point honestly well craig is such an easy one to say because he's like the most eligible bachelor there is yeah, but I hated him so much up until maybe this season. Oh, okay. So you've been on a real journey. But it's like... Yeah, because I just seeing him screaming at people on Summer House, mm-hmm. like, and over nothing, like, seeing someone, a man screaming at women, mm-hmm. first of all, that's just, there's no excuse for it ever, but over very little, mm-hmm. it just made me think this guy is, can't take accountability for himself. Yeah, and he's got something really ugly deep inside that only comes out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did a lot of gaslighting of Naomi, even though Naomi wasn't great to him. They weren't great to each other, but he was invalidating of her feelings. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I would go for Craig. Okay. <laughs> you throw Step your hat in the page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could be a contender <laughs> for sure. 
yeah i mean i'm just speaking mentally i'm just being like in the metaverse like you know not irl in the metaverse things are going to be different <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we need to buy land now in the metaverse <laughs> and then be like hey and guys. artwork do you want your barn to look stupid <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's funny because I'm actually, after this, going to play Sims. I just got a new expansion pack for my Sims. Cool. So I'm basically going to build. Sweet. Oh my God, you I should just build bought... these, this cast and <laughs> like, ruin their lives. I, well, the expansion pack I built was island living. Oh. Um, so I'm going to be on a tropical island. But um, I could, yeah, I definitely could build a little Charleston um, hub. <laughs> Although I think now, like my my obsession was intense, but now it's short lived. Like it's it's over. I've burned through all the seasons. Yeah, it's so now I'm left to turn to another show. Maybe I Southern guess. Hospitality. I can't stoop to that. It's just Leva and her restaurant. Well, it's not just and Leva like, and her restaurant. It's like a whole new cast of drunken servers. Is it good? I've heard it's kind of good okay all right that's all i need uh, really okay. what it... <laughs> okay um well to the i feel like i'm spoon feeding you like the poisoned pudding <laughs> one all more the... open up i guzzle down that poison pudding and i'm asking for more i'm asking for a second second serving so yeah, let me let, let me, me know, know when that's coming watch it that'd be great <laughs> just watch the first step come on I need you to watch Summer House because this most recent season. Because I am, I'm going to. Okay, okay, okay. I need to hear if you thought it was a sleigh or not a sleigh. A sleigh or an a nay. We'll we'll re we'll circle back. Okay, let's circle back. Let's put a pin in this. Uh, thanks everyone. If uh, for those who are still here, we love you so much. Love you guys. Bye. See you on Patreon if you're cool. Um, yeah, only if you're cool. Patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing. Okay, love you. Au revoir, mes amours. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.